Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're hoping to see Gordon today. We're expecting to see Gordon today. We hope to see Gordon today. So uh, anyway, we uh, we appreciate you out there listening for making us a part of your Thursday. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to talk to Jay Drew coming up here momentarily. Jay, of course, uh, covers the BYU Cougars for the Salt Lake Tribune. He's got a a number of pieces up at sltrib.com right now talking about uh, things going on out there in the BYU universe. In fact, let's jump on out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now of the Salt Lake Tribune, he is Jay Drew. Hi, Jay. Thank you for a few minutes. How's your summer going, man? It's been uh, kind of nice. Not a lot of uh, news. Uh, so it's been been pretty relaxing so far, but the minute I say that, you know, something will happen. So, <laughs> um, but it's been good. Now, my my memory is is not terrific, but I seem to remember when you were filling in on uh, DJ and PK. Did you mention you were going to the U.S. Open at Pebble? Yeah, yeah, I got to how, go to the. How was that? U.S. Open. Oh, it was it was fantastic. Just a great venue and. Um, you know, there was a, a good finish. Was not a runaway guy. You know, Gary Woodland won, but there was some good storylines, and uh, Brooks Koepka was in the in the hunt. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. All right, well, let's let's talk a little BYU. Uh, you've got a. Uh, I was just mentioning you've got a number of different stories up. SLTrib.com would encourage people to get on there and, and check it out. But let's start with the news about the AAC. UConn became official today. They're leaving, and they uh, possibly have a football spot available, or they could stay at uh, at eleven teams. Give us kind of your read on this situation and how much mutual interest do you think there'd be with BYU and the AAC. Yeah, that's that's kind of tricky. I think there's interest. Uh, I've talked to Mike Oresco, the AAC commissioner, a couple times throughout the years, and he's always spoken favorably of BYU and uh, kind of recognized that they have a national following, that they bring value to a conference. So um, I there's some interesting co- uh, comments out there, one from Navy's athletic director, uh, basically saying that he doesn't think there's a school that can add value, that he thinks they should stay at 11. So, uh, you know, maybe I don't know if the general membership of the AAC feels that same way. My guess would be that the the Texas schools, Houston, SMU, and and uh, and then Oklahoma school, Tulsa, would probably uh, maybe be more in favor of adding a, a team like BYU. A, uh, for football, but yeah, uh, as far as BYU's and, um, I don't really get the feeling from them that they're going to be that interested. I may be wrong, but 
Um, everything that Tom Homo has said in the past, mostly regarding joining the Mountain West, but you could extrapolate that to the uh, to the AAC, is that that no, that they wouldn't be that interested in doing that, especially with the deal they have that they're working on with the FTN that they've had. It expires at the end of this year, obviously, and and they're hoping to renew that. So I I kind of don't think there's really on either side this real uh this real pursuit of of that happening so that's just my take but who knows so brett mcmurphy came on our station yesterday uh, of course brett does a great job covering college football and he said he thought that byu could make more money uh in the aac with their new tv deal than they could or than they were making independent and i realize uh you just noted that they're still negotiating that new contract so this is really an impossible question to to answer but uh, would you agree with that that byu could possibly make more in the aac no, I, and I've actually talked to Brett about this, and we we just disagree on it. His sources tell him that uh, you know that BYU is making a certain amount of money from ESPN, and my sources have always maintained that it's higher than that. Um, it the, the number I put out there right when that deal was signed in 2010 was eight million a year. Well, I actually reported eight to twelve million a year. And uh, but probably closer to eight million. And, and Brett has always maintained that it's that it's uh, less than a million dollars a game, which would be five games, basically five home football games. BYU TV gets the sixth. So um, so I I would disagree with Brett. I guess I I think that BYU and of course that deal was hammered out you know nine years ago um, in 2010. So I. You know, general market would dictate that you would think that BYU would be able to get more this time around. So, yeah, I I, I don't I don't buy that. I think that uh, that BYU would be able to make more uh, staying independent. And there are totally a lot of other reasons to go join the AAC, but a financial one I don't think would would be would be legitimate. Do you uh, do you think that the powers that be, uh, Jay, and this is totally subjective, uh, do you think the powers that be down at BYU like being independent or would prefer to be in a conference even if that's a G5? I think they would prefer right how they have it right now, okay. being independent, having all kinds of scheduling freedom, and uh, if, if the ESPN deal comes through... And then the powers that be love, and I'm talking above the athletic department, I'm Mm -hmm. talking the board of trustees and the administration, love being in the West Coast Conference. They're like-minded schools. They felt like they've got a really nice relationship with those schools, that the welcome has been great. Uh, The WCC has bent over backwards with the the, uh, conference tournaments. Uh, avoiding Sunday play. They literally go dark on Sunday and they have all those teams in Vegas and they just, you know, literally do nothing on Sunday. That's a major accommodation to BYU and it's very appreciated by BYU's administration. So, so to answer your question, I, I think the higher ups at BYU like where they are right now. I, that's the sense I get from them.
Jay Drew is with us from the Salt Lake Tribune here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Switching gears a little bit, Jay, is the first time I've had a chance to catch up with you on this show since uh, BYU Media Day. Uh, any big-time headlines stand out to you? What was kind of your overall takeaway from the many conversations you had? Um, I guess the biggest thing would be um, that there's this general sense that let's kind of tone down the talk and the rhetoric and just show what we can do on the field. I know there was a lot of talk because Utah is the opener and the need to beat Utah and all that, but but there wasn't this, at least in my perception, this uh, a lot of bragging, a lot of boasting. I think it was more this that Kalani has kind of instilled in the guys that hey let's let's get it done on the field first and then and then maybe we can talk. I, there's, I would maybe call it a more of a quiet confidence. Um, you know, I, I know there are a few things said about hey we're gonna you know we're gonna surprise Utah and all that, but but generally overall, I think it was more of a a kind of an understated um, kind of confidence. Unlike where, you know, maybe when Bronco was around where they flat out were saying, hey, our goal is, you know, quest for perfection and that sort of thing. So that, that's my takeaway. Kalani, Jace, uh, has said many times that he wants competition at every single position, including the quarterback position. And, uh, you know, if you if you rewind last year at Media Day, he kind of admitted that he thought it was a mistake not to have more competition for Tanner Mangum at the quarterback position. And now you've got Zach Wilson, who certainly with his performance last year, um, you know, is is QB one, I think, in everybody's mind. But he still says he wants to keep up, uh, keep that competition open. How much of a competition do you think it will actually be? Uh, not much. No. I I don't. I I think you know, and and I'm just getting this from Aaron Roderick Moore and Jeff Grimes. I mean, Zach Wilson's their guy. They've invested a ton of film work with him and. Obviously, you know, unless that shoulder doesn't heal 100%, you know, barring it, some sort of setback with his health, I, you know, I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. I think they'll look for ways to get Jaron Hall on the field. Uh, Kalani said they won't, he's not a wildcat quarterback, but he's a true quarterback. And But I do think they will look for some, because he's a fantastic athlete and I uh, and I think uh, he deserves some playing time somewhere, um, be it you know, uh, you know, maybe in a kind of a split end role or some other H back or something like that. But yeah, I I totally think Zach Wilson's the guy, and and I and I really from talking to the guys that actually call the plays and design the plays, I think that's how they feel as well. And I know you wrote the other day about the receiving position uh, being a, a little bit shorthanded because uh, of the uh, Neil Pau situation. I know you wrote about that the other day. So with that in mind, is he going to have the weapons that he needs? That's a, big, that's a good question and one that I – some guys are just going to have to step up, guys that are, haven't really done it in the past, like a Micah Simon who only had, what, 13 catches last year. Um Aleva Hifo and Talon Shumway are fairly proven, uh, so I think they're they're okay there. You know, if if a 
another guy goes down, they could be in trouble. Like Gunnar Romney, you know, he's still unproven in my book. He was, and especially health wise, with all the injuries he had last year, he really didn't have the breakout year yet. So, um, but yeah, I don't see a lot of uh, game breakers. I tried to endorse the idea of maybe getting a JUCO guy or a grad transfer guy uh, at receiver, and they they just they didn't do it. Um, they've got some freshmen coming in, but you know who knows how they'll how they'll do in Division One football. So, yeah, I, I think it's a I think it's something to worry about if you're a BYU fan. It's that they they just don't have a lot of depth at receiver and Neil Pau, uh, you know, uh, getting in trouble is certainly not not good. How are they feeling about the running back position with those grad transfers? Do they feel a little bit more solid there? Yeah, I think they really feel really good about the guys they got there. Uh, Tyson Williams and Emmanuel Isukpa. And uh, and then with all coupled with the guys they got coming back, like, you know, Lupini um, and uh, and Tyler Algier, a walk-on, who they really like. So, yeah, And then Kavika Fanua, supposedly been injured a lot of his career, should be finally healthy. So... Yeah, they they feel really good about the running back's position, uh, especially with the addition of these two graduate transfers. Notre Dame's athletic director the other day, Jay, acknowledged that uh, the, he intends or Notre Dame intends to play BYU again. And based on their kind of three-game deal, I think they still owe the Cougs a game. What's the likelihood that that game's played in Provo as opposed to Vegas? Man, I would say 90% likely that it's in Vegas from – just, uh, I think, you know, if if Notre Dame really wanted to pl- return that game in Provo, I think it would have been done. Uh, I think BYU really wants to play them, and so this is kind of a compromise. Um, I think I think they're going to try to make a splash when the Raiders Stadium opens down in in Las Vegas, and and maybe be the first column college football game played there. Um, that would be my guess is what they're what they're maybe gunning for. Um, although the sounds like Notre Dame doesn't have a lot of openings, they might have to uh, do some move around some things to play that game. You know, in say 2021, but that that would be my guess. Jay Drew with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Jay, Kalani's contract has been a big topic on sports radio. BYU confirmed that he's got another year after this year. Are we making too big a deal out of this, or is it a big deal that he hasn't received an extension? Personally, I think it's a big deal, and I think it's going to start affecting recruiting. Um, BYU does things differently. Tom Holmo said that several times. You know, he's kind of hinted that when – they waited on Bronco till he was going into the final year before they uh, did an extension. But if you look at around the country, other coaches, most of them, if they're going to be extended, it happens when they have two years left. As they're going in their, to their second to the last year. And I think Kalani has that expectation that they should treat him the same way. And uh, that they, um, so there's kind of a, maybe a, disagreement there on when the timing of this should take place but but personally I think that BYU is making a mistake and I think it could help hurt them in recruiting I think Kalani has done enough to deserve at least 
one more year tacked on to his deal. And, uh, and so that's kind of where I stand on it. One last thing before we let you go, Jay. If you had to room with somebody on the road, who would you pick, PK or Gordon? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Gordon and I, I don't know if he's told us on the air, we were in New Orleans. It was uh, when Jimmer was around the Sweet 16, and, and I, the snoring was just, I could not <laughs> sleep. And then the, that morning I told him, I go, man, I couldn't sleep. He said, no, I couldn't sleep. It was your snoring. So um, I'm going to have to go ahead and say PK, All right. <laughs> at least for me. All right. That makes a lot of sense. See, very practical thinking there from Jay, right, Austin? That's the right answer. It is probably the right answer as well. <laughs> uh, Jay, you are the best. Uh, you just uh, kill it with all the news down there at BYU, and we just appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing a little wisdom with us, man. Okay. Thanks for thinking of me, Jake. Yeah, have you bet. Day. Thanks, Jay. You too. Jay Drew, Salt Lake Tribune, covers BYU. He's uh, been on that beat for a long time uh, and has done uh, an absolute uh, great job. Interesting, 90%. He thinks that that uh, Notre Dame-BYU game will be uh, likely down in Vegas, um, which is a bummer because you'd love to see BYU come uh, back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The last time they were there, I Notre believe— Dame. What did I say? BYU will come back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, because... It would be nice if they'd play their home games at home. Right, yeah, that... uh, Thank you, Austin. (laughs) Yeah, whoops. Notre Dame would come back to... We knew what you meant. ...BYU and play. I believe the last time that they played at uh, Cougar Stadium was when Gary Croton was coaching, and uh, I think John Beck was on that team, and Todd Watkins, and Matt Berry, I think, uh, got some time in that game. Wasn't Ben Olsen... Part of that thing was Ben Olsen. Part didn't of that? play, but I don't. It was 04. It was 2004 because I was in the MTC. We could hear it, but they wouldn't let us go watch it. So that was torturous. I was at that game. Were you? I was, and uh, you're right about 04 because they did a celebration for the 20th anniversary of the uh, 1984 football team. Ah. So, and uh, and BYU won. They, they won that game. That was a good win. I think Ty Willingham was the coach at, at Notre Dame. During that, during his brief stint there as head coach of the brother Fighting of Iowa. Kyle, I believe. Well, that's Whittingham. Oh, Willingham. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Coach Lou mixes me up on those all the time. Uh, coach Lou does struggle with. Uh, he does struggle with those. That is true. Gordon wouldn't snore anymore, thanks to our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. That is correct. So Jay might actually uh, rethink that because. If Gordon didn't have the snoring, he'd be my pick. And now that he's got the the device from Sound Sleep, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, he'd be okay. Wasn't it Gordon who was telling us that he he kind of doubted that he was a snorer, <laughs> yes. but that Lisa had told him like maybe you should check out Sound Sleep? And Gordon's like, I don't know if I. And then we hear from Jay that he's just sawing logs, lumberjack Monson. And this was like fifteen years, not fifteen years ago. This is more like ten years ago. Uh, so it's good. It's good. Gordon got in touch with the good Chainsaw folks. Monster. There it sounds sleep. How funny is that that they both woke up the next morning and accused each other? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I was up all night listening to you snore. And Jay's like, I don't know how that would be possible because I didn't sleep at all because you were snoring. It's like the guy that farts in the elevator and blames everyone else. Right. No, it wasn't me. It was you. Are you kidding? Hmm. So there you go. Uh, big thanks to Jay Drew for jumping on. Jay, uh, Jay is the man. Check out his work, sltrib.com. All right, we'll get to uh, more NBA coming up right around the corner. The Jazz have announced 
The uh, players that are going to be invited to minicamp and be on the summer league team will give you that coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. From NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com, it's Kurt Heelan. If the Jazz essentially stay put and put just role players in and Derek Favors yeah. is on this team next year, because you always talk about it, it's tough to go from good to great. How closer to yeah. great do they get with this team right now? I think that this team becomes a legitimate threat to come out of the West. I mean, again, I want to see what happens with the Lakers and the Clippers and like who's sitting in what chair when the music stops is obviously going to have an impact on that. But I think that they're absolutely in the mix. Even if not the favorites, you have to consider them a real possibility because I think Mike Conley is both that good and that good a fit. So I think that Utah made that leap with this move, but we'll see. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. looking into this too much, but Mike Conley played a lot of his career with two big with Zebo and Mark Gasol, and they did it at a very good level. Do you think maybe they brought him in not just because of his shooting, but his ability to play with two bigs on the court with Favors and Gobert? Maybe they're keeping Favors. The difference with that comparison is Gasol and Randolph can step out and shoot it. Favors and Gobert, they can. Gobert hasn't developed it, and Favors isn't consistent enough. I'm not even saying Favors and Gobert need to be on the floor for at the same time for more than 10 minutes game, something similar to last year. They really need to use their mid-level exception on a stretch forward to back up Faves so Faves can play center in the second unit. That will be more dominant than getting rid of him. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for the open mic submissions. You can uh, download our Zone Sports Network app, go to the open mic feature, record up to 15 seconds of audio, and hit send. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon is here. Hello, Gordon. Good hey, to see Jake. you, buddy. Thanks for holding the fort down there for a bit. I appreciate it. Had some business to take care of. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good day. Well, I was hardly... It's a really good day because it's your birthday. It is my birthday today. Yes, it, it is. I was talking to Lisa yesterday, and, and she said, uh, we were talking that today's your birthday. And uh, she said, how old is Jake now? I said, he's, he's 52. Pretty much. 62 at heart, really. 38 if you're counting, but... Uh, Somebody Man. counting? Have you got reached the point where you're starting to to worry about birthdays a little bit? Worry? No. Ignore? Yes. I'm not in the worry category yet, but I, I you know, you know when that it happens, can come and go. You know when that ha- it happens at forty. Does it happen at forty where yeah, you start it, dreading it? It did for me because that's when everyone brings out the black balloons, you know, and all that stuff. So anyway, maybe it's different for everybody. Uh, but anyway, I got a. You're young. You're, you're you're an old soul, but you're young at heart. Got a very nice uh, birthday message from Lisa today, actually. So big thanks to her. You married a good one there, Gordon. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So anyway. So did you. So did Austin. So we're all we all have that uh, in common. It is my birthday today, but we certainly uh, don't need to make a big deal out are of you, it. Are uh, you? Are you? Is there any one thing in particular that you're requesting? Um. So my. Uh. My. 
parents for birthdays. We we always do Sunday dinner anyway, but we do kind of a special Sunday dinner uh, on birthdays. And I've uh, requested my usual roast leg of lamb for uh, for the menu item because that's your favorite. That is my favorite. Leg of lamb. Leg of lamb. My what, absolute what, what, favorite. What is it about that that uh, you like so much? It's wonderful taste. What do you mean? What is it that I like? Isn't so it a little much? gamey? Uh, it's a little bit. Uh, it has a little bit more flavor than beef. Yeah, mm-hmm. flavor. Austin is that uh, code word for weird? It's a pretentious meal, right down to the name. A leg of lamb. It's got to be a leg of lamb, not not lamb leg. Leg of lamb. Uh, okay. I don't like mint jelly though. And it's not sheep. It's lamb. lamb. By the way. Well, yeah. I Just mean, saying. Because if it gets all the way to sheep, then the the meat's tough. <laughs> the lamb is much more tender. So he's a baby sheep a killer. Barbarian here. Yeah, he is. Can't you just see him with the big old leg of lamb, with the you know the meat flapping around and what? The bone just, in his hand. Yeah. The thigh of the la- little lamb in but his mouth. But it's his birthday. Uh, it's uh, it is such lamb. a great day for the lamb, little lammy. But yeah, enjoy it, Jake. For you. Oh, I certainly you will. Meat eater. That that. Lamb does not uh, the 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 actual. Never mind. No, no it does, <laughs> don't ruin my the dinner baby for me. Sheep killer. Don't you. ruin my favorite food for me, Austin. You either, Gordon. Don't do it. It's I'm just really, pretentious. I'm That's really all. looking forward to it, and, and you guys are just messing it up. Have uh, will you receive gifts tonight, or did you already get your gifts? Uh no, I haven't gotten my gifts. I'll probably open my gifts on Sunday. Are you gonna wait? Yeah, open it with my family, right? Okay. Well, today's your birthday. Right. But I don't want to, I mean, I guess I... It, maybe People I'll, shift their birthdays around all the time now. Because, oh, I can't make it on a certain day. Okay, we'll celebrate it on Saturday or whatever. No, today is your birthday. Oh, that's ridiculous. Especially if you're going to have some sort of uh, a party or outing or something like that. Do it on the weekend when people can go. Who wants to do a birthday party on a Thursday? Today is your birthday. Yeah, but you're Not missing Saturday. the Saturday. Who cares when you celebrate it? Because today is the day. That's like uh, Christmas time coming around, if, and you just sit there and go, you know, I'm not really in the mood today, so why don't we all move it until uh, Saturday? I've heard of people doing that all the time. Really? Yeah. Huh. We've moved Christmas around before in my Travel family. Travel or, yeah. or mm-hmm. health or whatever. Yeah, it gets in the way. Yeah, what's okay. the matter with that? All right. Well, Maybe uh, you have to work at the Megaplex Theater on Christmas, so you have yours the next day. Is that what happened so to you? So the Monson family could go to the movies. Did that happen to you? I went to I went to a movie on Christmas. I once. know, making people work. Unbroken, not not exactly the best movie to see. Uh, but you know, on Christmas, isn't then. your Christmas tradition to watch Schindler's List? No, we did that once. We did that once. So so Unbroken's like the happy end because, of that spectrum. Because all my all my kids were there, and I thought this is an important movie that I want everyone to see, and everyone just happened to be all together. No, it's not a particularly... Now off to bed! The sugar plum fairies have got to get here soon. Santa's coming. But I hope uh, I hope you, uh, you do uh, celebrate today, even if the big celebration will come later. Yeah, I'll, uh, sure. Yeah. I'm having a good day, though. 38? Yeah. I'm feeling solid. Do you feel any different than you did? Not at all. Oh. All Although right. I, I've always liked the line because my grandfather always used to say this, but uh, um, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. Is that what he says? Uh huh. So I've I've adopted that saying. Would you? Are you a healthy liver? No, <laughs> no. Because you were a hard living sob back in the day. What is that supposed to mean? 
Did you? Are you a healthy liver or do you have a healthy liver? Which was the question? Neither. Okay, that is the answer. Would you say that you're? This is like this is your hard life, living, Jake Scott. When you were in college, come on, it's not hard living. I just had last a good weekend. Time. You'd imply hard living, like I, I was uh, Nikki Six or something like that. No, it was just like your average. You were person eating, in their drinking. You were eating, imbibing, and smoking, and uh, and I, what else? Were you partying? No, I was not. Stop that! I was what? just like a normal person uh, in their twenties. Jake is the Nikki Six of twelve eighty the zone. Well, that's not hard. <laughs> I, I, you really, and Jake Hatch. I, I, <laughs> right. I, I really think Jake has come around because where you once were, you're always talented, but you you used to be a wild man. See, you're just painting me. And in now this, you're, in this like mature, light that is just you're like mature. You're like this. True. You're like this mature leader at the station. Oh, that's totally not true. That's Austin. Uh, I, I think I've matured over my years, though. I'll take that as a compliment. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, life slowed down a little bit, I suppose. Anybody have uh, birthday wishes for Jake? Uh, call in on the open mic. Uh, if you have a thought for Jake on his birthday, I think we should do that. Hmm. That could go in an awkward direction. What's this all about? I don't know. Somebody sent me balloons and caramels. You want a caramel? No, no, it's okay. Who? Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a, um, uh, a balloon company, like a promotional. Oh. Like they, they've sent uh, other members of the staff balloons on their birthday. So if they too. sent you that, are you gonna name? You gonna mention the name of the company? Uh, sure. I, I think it's from our HR department, guys. Oh, is it really? That's cool. Look uh, at that. Let's see. You got those, uh, what it's, do you call uh, those? U.S. Novelty. Thanks to Sean Marchant at U.S. Novelty for sending uh, sending me the some Mylar balloons. balloons. Mylar balloon. One's a baseball, a basketball, football. A, uh, I think you ought to pop one, or at least uh, not pop it, but suck in the helium and do all the segment next segment with the, with the helium. Well, I don't think that's a really great idea. Maybe it, it could be funny, I suppose. It could be, actually. Isn't that bad for you, though? Ah. You're 38. <laughs> I've had you've a good made, run. You've made it this far. All right. Uh, but, yeah, thanks to them for, for sending me balloons and caramels. Yeah. You seem like a caramel type of guy. I do like caramel. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, because I, I teased this, the Jazz have announced their summer league minicamp roster. And uh, Tony Bradley, I think this is probably the most newsworthy, Tony Bradley is going to be on that roster. So he's going to be back in uh, summer league. Not a surprise, maybe. but uh, And then, of course, the Jazz three draft picks will be on there. Willie Reed is on there. Um, one name that was is absent that I was expecting to see is Nazmi Trulong. Oh. He's, uh, he's not on there. And he was, of course, their two-way player uh, last year. So, uh, but that roster is out. I'll just uh, rattle it off real quick. Tony Bradley, Jarrell Brantley, Isaiah Cousins, Darnell Edge, Frankie Ferrari. Man, I love that name. A kid from uh, San Francisco, right? right? Yeah, he, he's a good college player, man. Trayshawn Fletcher, William Howard, Stanton Kidd, Jarius Lyles, Tanner McGrew, uh, Jawan Morgan, uh, Maya Oni, Willie Reed, Josh Sharma, and Justin Wright Foreman. So right. there's your summer league roster. I think there's a little bit of interest there beyond what it would normally be, just because we don't know the nature of the Jazz's what the what the you know front line roster will be, and uh, who knows? Somebody on that uh, among those names could very well be on there. Yeah, because the Jazz are going to have open roster spots. That's well, uh, exactly uh, what they said after the draft. Justin Zanuck said we're going to have some roster spots available. So. 
Um, I would guess they're taking a close look at probably a lot of these guys. Willie Reed is somebody we remember playing uh, playing with the Stars. Very high on that guy. So we'll see. You could possibly see a couple of these guys make the team. All right. All right. We've got the Gordons here just in time. Uh, we've got the Not Sports Board coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Phil Steele, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. When you look at Pac-12 schedules, do Utah and Washington play tough enough schedules? I do think Utah, let's say they ran the table this year, but I think the Pac-12 will gain some respect this season. I've rated them the number five conference in each of the last two years. This year I rate them number three. Good depth throughout, and I think if you see Utah run the table this year, their schedule's tough enough that they would definitely be able to get in the mix. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to Till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Welcome on back. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com today. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to the history books. All right. I love history. We're going to uh, quotes, uh, or actually insults, hurled by Teddy Roosevelt. Ah, the great American president, Teddy Roosevelt. Apparently, uh, he had a way with words, and he, you know, these days we have a president who doesn't hesitate to uh, insult people, and apparently this uh, is not the first time a president has done that. Neither did T.R., huh? He didn't seem... Let me give you some examples of some of the things he said. He called uh, an anonymous Supreme Court justice... Uh, an amiable old fuzzy wuzzy with sweet bread ba- brains. Sweet bread brains? Yeah. Fuzzy wuzzy, huh? He called a senator from Kansas, William Alfred Peffer. He said, a well meaning, pinheaded, anarchistic crank of hirsute and slab sided aspect. I don't think that's good. He, uh, let's see. Um, Where were these when Brady Papinga was last on? He called uh, uh, President Benjamin Harrison a cold-blooded, narrow-minded, prejudiced, obstinate, timid, old, psalm-singing Indianapolis politician. (laughs) I like it how the Indianapolis politician is part of the insult. He called novelist Henry James a little emasculated mass of inanity. Man, I'm liking TR more and more by the moment. Uh, he called one dude the most intolerably slow of all men who ever adored red tape. Uh, <laughs> he said of William Jennings Bryan, who was Secretary of State to Woodrow Wilson, 
a professional yodeler, a human trombone. <laughs> wow. What does he, that even mean? He called uh, William Randolph Hearst that leprous spot upon our civilization. <laughs> okay, that one's my favorite. He went after William Howard Taft, calling him a puzzle wit, a fathead, brains less than a guinea pig. Wow. This is aggressive. This is aggressive. This is before Twitter, even. Another one thrown at Taft, a flub dub with a streak of second rate and the common in him. A flub dub? We should use that more. Uh, that dude's a real flub dub. He called a Mississippi congressman the true old style Jeffersonian of the barbaric blatherskite variety. Wow. Uh, let's see. He called his brother, uh, he said of his brother, he is evidently a maniac morally no less than mentally. Morally no less than mentally. About a, his brother? A moral maniac. He said of Postmaster General John Wanamaker, a hypocritical haberdasher, an ill-constitutioned creature, oily, but with bristles sticking up through the oil. What? These are pretty personal, man. Haberdasher, isn't that somebody who makes hats? That's, that's what I thought. He, uh, he called another a Milwaukee postmaster. He said, about as thorough-paced a scoundrel as I ever saw, an oily, gammon, church-going specimen. Oh, church-going. This one's <laughs> really violent. He, uh, he said this about William Long, uh, who he was, I have no idea. He called him a nature faker, too small game to shoot twice. That's, that's a little violent. Um, that is yeah, a little violent. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. He said, Just shoot him once. He, he called, uh, I think it was Mortimer Durant. He said, uh, he seems to have a brain of about eight guinea pig power. It is useless to have a worthy creature of mutton suet consistency like the good Sir Mortimer. Wow. Yeah, he's got a, a brain of about eight guinea pig power. Uh, was what? this man well? Teddy I, I, you know, I'm not the historian here on the station. Was he well? Well, I think he so. uh, was he of he, sound he, mind. He, I thought he was supposed to speak softly and carry a big stick. It wasn't that his uh, his big deal. Oh, you know, send battleships around the world and you know inflict upon the world the, the trepidation that the U.S. of A. could uh, thump him good if it wanted to. I'll tell you what the the man can hand out an insult. Uh, I'll Kenny. tell you. Okay. Uh, an amiable old fuzzy wuzzy with sweetbread brains. Mm -hmm. what does I, that mean? I like the eight guinea pig power, a uh, brain of about eight guinea pig power. What what uh, do you think uh, Lloyd's brain is operating on? Uh, well, uh, give him about a ten guinea pig I, power. I'd say, yeah, maybe I'd say Lloyd's Lloyd's a little slab sided. He is the leprous spot upon our civilization. <laughs> a cold-blooded, narrow-minded, prejudiced, obstinate, tim timid, old psalm-singing politician. Man, this is... Did anything happen like this in the debates last night? I, I, I honestly did not, uh, I did not watch the Red Parade on TV last night. The Red Parade. These are the original diss tracks, what we've got here. One dollar ought to listen. What is a human trombone? Yeah, Google it, but not on the work computer. 
a puzzle with a fathead and brains less than a guinea pig. Man, I'll tell you, this is back when politics was fun. Absolutely. A lot of creative insults. I can't believe he said that of his own brother. <laughs> He's evidently a maniac, morally no less than mentally. <laughs> wow. Uh, Pete, our friend Calvin the Bold, tweets in, I don't know about you guys, but TR's insults sound like rap battle lyrics from the 1900s <laughs> to me. That dude probably owned Prohibition-era 8 Mile. <laughs> Moron, idiot, stupid, right down the line. Yeah. What, uh... Oh well, didn't uh, didn't Teddy Roosevelt create the Bull Moose Party? Isn't that what he ran under the? Oh, did he? The last time he, he wasn't was he president twice, only not consecutively. Yeah, and I think the second time he ran, I think that was when uh, it was the Bull Moose Party. All right, well, I think I copied that off someone's paper once. Yeah, I think that's right. Old Tr. Old Tr. Yeah, hurl an insult. Is this uh, is this where certain politicians of uh, modern times get their inspiration? I guess I don't know, but it has been going around, uh, going on. Well, see, probably it's, it's, since it's, the beginning of politics well, itself. Yeah, it seems like people nowadays say, "Oh, it's not. We need to bring the civility back." I'm starting to wonder whether the civility ever existed in the first place. It's never been there. What is a puzzle wit? I I don't know. I like it though. Maybe somebody whose wit puzzles people. You know, I, th- this stuff went on back. Remember all the caricatures back in the 1800s? Well, not that you were there to witness. No, them, no. Uh, an anarchist. Uh, what is that? Anar- uh, anarchistic crank. I'm going to try and uh, use that more when I'm insulting people. So the one that's a little emasculated mass of inanity. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, it's in response to Henry James, who said to, about T.R., He's the mere monstrous embodiment of unprecedented and resounding noise. See, apparently... So then then Roosevelt responded with, ah, he's a little emasculated mess of inanity. See, I mean, this stuff is not new to today. People think this is all new. I know thou art, but what am I? But, I mean, how hilarious is this stuff, though? This feels much more... uh, uh, Literary? Like eloquent, yeah. 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 I mean... I, I just want Ah, he's a bum. No, you don't get that stuff. No, you, you get, get uh, too small game to shoot twice. He's <laughs> a leprous spot upon our civilization. That one is by far my favorite. What? I mean, if a president said like something like that today uh, about somebody, man, that would be... Uh, he called him a nature faker because he pretended to care about, I guess, the wilderness. Well, T.R. was all about the wilderness. He, oh, he created the, some national parks, yeah. didn't he? Yellowstone, for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. Well, it's. I, I, th- I think the point to take away here is that this stuff has been around a long, long time. Not that I'm not, I'm not condoning it, although it sounds like you rather enjoy it. A little bit, yeah. Well, I like it even today. The more insults, the better. Let's do it. Really? Why not? All right. Get this. Let's make this personal. All right, apparently, it's been that way for quite some time. You think Tr would have uh, accused Ted Cruz's father of uh, killing Kennedy? I'm not sure. It might have happened. This uh, uh, this postmaster general John Wanamaker is that the dude the Wanamaker Trophy is named after? 
Isn't the Wanamaker what you win if you win the PGA t- Championship? Yeah. I doubt it. Or is We it could look one? it up. How about that? Wanamaker. Is there a store called Wanamaker? I don't know. Ah. Join the big show. That's us tomorrow, Friday, from 3 to 6 at the warehouse, hanging out with Tom and the gang, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. The warehouse. We'll get back to our NBA conversation coming up right around the corner. want to get Gordon's thoughts on uh, the subject we brought up about uh, Derek Favors. Also, other uh, rumors and notes out there across the rest of the NBA. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.